Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Hale Varsity Radio Saturday Morning Show. Strap yourselves in. Here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt. Y'all don't even know he was a virgin until he's 28, and now, roll tide. And Mark Cranach. Time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. Welcome to it, Weekend Editions here. It's Hale Varsity. As Mark Cranach, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt in. And, fellas, it's almost uh, time for the college football season. And Steve is already wondering where the hell we are at. Too much liquid last night? Not at all. I was talking to Elijah in the pre-show huddle. I've been up since 6. Dogs are fed. They've been out. I've got a cup of coffee. My kid's off to watch soccer practice with his little friend Emma. Mama Mama Bunny's out working and fired up and ready to go. Cranack, good to see you. Did you uh, get, a, get, get a little coffee and a slice? I got a big coffee. Okay. Uh, yeah. Shout out to our, no, no, wait, they're not sponsored. Ah, Hold on, they didn't cover, pay for that. Cover that up, damn that. you. Cover it up. Casey's, this is your big chance, though. Who's the Casey CMO? Have we got a proposition for you? For you. You tell give you us what. money, we will say nice uh-huh. things. <laughs> uh, many, many. I, I'm going to take this. I'm going to withhold comment. Uh-huh. Hold on. Good. I, I love your uh, your. Integrity. Oh, there are so many. There are so many features and benefits, I want to say. I know. But I can't. I'm not going to do it. Well, did, did, Elijah, how you about, made your, how about the pizza? You made Can your I coffee at home. I, I made my, my coffee, coffee at home. home. But I asked Mark, you, like no slice of breakfast pizza? That's like, not not to, to shout him out listen, too much, but. All right, I don't want to get too personal here, but listen, I'm, I'm trying to dial it in. You guys are okay. seeing, like, look at you, Elijah. Body fat percentage, not too high. You're, you're doing you're doing fine there. Oh, Chris, you've you improved watch over mouth. the years. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've improved over the years. That's, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm, I'm hey. better than I used to be. We've seen each other at our worst bellies, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm coming off of that. I'm coming off I, of that. And so breakfast pizza is not going not gonna to help with that situation. I'm like counting the macros. and so I'm basically like. So Cranach right like now is going like to step away from from the, the breakfast pizza option. And he's going to go with the egg white and spinach omelet here. That was nice dog. All right, Gertie, there's your ball. Yeah, uh, yogurt, so, granola, fruit, doing eggs. I mean, a lot of whole foods, you yeah. know, grains, all that stuff. Allegedly yeah, whole grains. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's the, the breakfast thought for the morning guy. He's going to be big. Yeah, it is, Eric. It's another hat day. Haircut from hell week continues. Um, we're just going to keep that on. All right, bro. Not, we're just going to like this. See, well, I, I, I need to do what Cranach did. Yeah. Here's oh, I'll tell you what. It cuts out. It, it decreases complexity in life. Not a lot, but you, you don't have to shampoo. You don't even you have look, to, like, no product. Nothing. You look intimidating. Oh, I do? 
you got to look well in a good way. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little black shirt Cranach. <laughs> <laughs> me and me and Ty Robinson rolling around. Well, you know, like, we're gonna high low you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it gets the low. Yeah, yeah. yes, it gets the low part. And see, yeah. that's that's the thing about the the shaved she, head. She is scared like, Gertie. She's in my lap. Is we can't even make the excuse of like, oh yeah, we're washing our hair, making sure it's ready to go for the the, the Saturday morning show. That's not a reason why we're late. I wish it was, but we can't even pull that oh, one because like my hair has not been washed. That's that's why it's a hat day. I mean, Mark and like you got to avoid the time of of washing your hair every single morning. You don't have to deal with that anymore. You just get to roll with it. You know, there's not much to wash. Yeah. That's yeah, great. it's. I, I would say it's almost like going through a car wash, but with Northwestern and their whole thing. I don't want to give that kind of connotation. So, but I mean, really, you just you know get wet, a little soap, you're done, you're out. Um, but I'm going to put this back on. Right, do, do so, fellas. Uh, so we've we've talked breakfast, we've talked hair care. Uh, it is football <laughs> season. It is just such a a, a big day today for nebraska why does your dog want to make out with you for those people that aren't like watching she loves me stream here yeah but like chill a little bit i mean the tongue was getting a little hello uh i always keep bacon around my neck just just as a it was just a little uncomfortable watching that's all it's just a little uncomfortable you seem to be liking it a little too much there's laws i just worried about <laughs> I'm worried there's about laws guys let's get her. into get, get get into football yeah i am no uh scrimmage day is not capable of making her own decision she trusts you dude yeah. she's she's the evil german it's all good um so let's dial into the scrimmage por favor you like the bad girls huh <laughs> god god Let's dial into the scrimmage, please, God. (laughs) I've tried this three times right now. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Uh, We'll get there. We'll get there, B. So so the offense, Kradak, the offense, bang. Um, Big day today, fellas, for the offense. How does does it shake out? Is it a – is it a proper response for this offense against the defense that, that won it? Interested to hear what Coach Rule has to say this afternoon around two. Uh, it's been a week, but it's been a pretty decent week as Nebraska gears closer to to um, to Minnesota. And, hmm. you know, it's uh, it's kind of putting a, a an end to the camp mode and into Minnesota next week. And uh, Nebraska has a shot to – to do some good things. Yesterday was a, a, a fun topic. We we said uh, best case, worst case scenarios. Elijah and I rolled out each of our thoughts. I think we're both at nine wins for best case scenario for Nebraska, and they get to Indy. Uh, we're not declaring that in blood or, or ink yet. We have not made our official prognostications. You're saying that's the ceiling. I think that is absolutely the ceiling. I, I would like to note Schmitty thinks nine and three gets you to Indy. I don't think nine and three gets you to Indy, but out of the West, really? Because if you're you going because of Iowa, if you're going nine and three, you're losing to one of either Wisconsin or Iowa, and then I I worry about the fact that that's going to be like a tiebreaker type situation where you're no longer going to make it. But the, well, that's the he, ceiling, he, and and the odds of Nebraska actually reaching the ceiling are, I mean, similar to what we've said about the floor. You're probably going to land somewhere in the middle. So. Yeah, no, I, I I get it, and listen, yeah, I think Iowa's uh, situation's a little difficult schedule wise. I mean, they got to go to go to Wisconsin this year. Or they host Penn State, so 
Uh, and on top of the fact they, they've got their normal last hurrah, it's never easy to get through the West. Uh, when we talk Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, uh, and Nebraska, those four squads typically are best case scenario for anyone out of the West is a, is a three in one record. So uh, the crossovers, though, I think are helpful when we talk about those tiebreakers in the West, uh, Illinois. Uh, and Iowa, Wisconsin, and Nebraska all have uh, one of the two, or I should say three big dogs in the East. It's not a uh, an easy schedule for some, you know, you know, there are some years where an Iowa or a Wisconsin wouldn't face a Michigan or an Ohio State. Uh, and there's there's examples of that, but it's not completely an easy path. Yeah, well, Nebraska's crossover this year, just Michigan. Right and Sparty and Maryland. I mean, but I mean, in terms of the big dog, you know, Michigan, oh, Ohio sure, State, yeah. Penn it's, State. It's not all three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it has, has there been, been a year with there has been a year with all three, right? Yeah, would that have been twenty twenty? No, no, you didn't get Michigan, Michigan in twenty twenty. I go back to I think it was twenty twelve. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nebraska Nebraska hasn't played Penn State as much as I thought they would have because there was actually a history with them. Mm-hmm. leading into the Big Ten, but for whatever reason, Big Ten hasn't really taken advantage of that one. Yeah, I think four times, right? Last four uh, times since... tw- In 2012, you played all three, but that was back in the Legends and Leaders days before East and West. Yeah. So I believe yeah. you got two of them at home. Penn State was not a crossover back then. So, so when you look at those, though, you look at the crossovers, Nebraska's just gotten Michigan, and they got them at home, right? So that, eh, not bad. Out of those big three, I'd be curious. I haven't looked too deeply yet. Probably should probably should before we open up the topic for crying out loud, but I don't have Iowa's schedule memorized. Uh, certainly don't have Wisconsin. It's on your wall behind you in your Iowa room. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's the gold room. It's different. Wisconsin, Wisconsin's only crossover <laughs> is uh, Ohio State, and they get them at home. As for Iowa, they have Penn State and only Penn State out of the uh, the East is their matchup. They're, they're in Wisconsin at who? Uh, Ohio State. And so, so each of the three only have one of the big dog, and two of the I three wonder, have them have them at home. I wonder if that is an intentional scheduling quirk by the powers that be, just knowing the balance of power between the East and West has been so mm-hmm. lopsided, and that the Big Ten championship games have been so lopsided in favor of the East. If I'm in the Big Ten commissioners chair, I might be like, you know what, we got to puff up, got to puff up the West a little bit, right? Like maybe not have them run through that sort of gauntlet, so you so that you feature a matchup that at least on paper looks okay, right? I don't know. Who knows? I, I would do it. Um, they uh, uh, they, wow, they Chris, saw how little that. Purdue moved the needle against Michigan in the Big Ten title game last year. They said, "Nope." I, I like what Eric's asking here. Mm-hmm. Outside of Michigan, what games are a guaranteed loss? Man. Takes a lot of Kool Aid. Well, that, that's, yeah. that's something we talked I, about. A I think weeks ago. I think you say Wisconsin. A guaranteed loss. I, the only game that I put down as a guaranteed loss is Michigan. But there's about eight other games in the schedule that, as of right now, I look at and go, "That's a coin toss." I'm not quite sure. Toss mm-hmm. up type game. I mean, a game that you yeah. expect to be one score in the fourth quarter. Who who can go and, and pull it out based on talent? Obviously, not having seen mm-hmm. how Matt Rule is able to put it all together, but. A lot of toss-ups on the schedule, maybe more than a usual year, or more than you'd expect from a Nebraska season, I guess you should say. The past five years notwithstanding, just 
generally when you think about Nebraska as the longer-term Husker fans that that follow this program. But look, it's because of the unknown, man. It's it's because of the unknown. Nebraska has so much new happening. You just don't know how it's going to gel together. And and that's what we talked about even going into last year. Like, how the hell are you going to predict new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, right, new receiver, all your top players – we're, we're going to be new, you know, your top running back, your top receiver, your top quarterback, your offensive coordinator. You're just like, I don't know. How's that going to shake out? Like it, on probably not great. You know, it's, it's kind of weird to thrust that many mercenaries together and see what happens. Um, in this case, you new offensive line coach. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't even mention that. Um, so, you know, predicting Nebraska last year was just like, look, this is obviously a mercenary year. It's a, God, see see if you can avoid being fired kind of year. And then, boom. And then um, this year, it is, there's at least the promise of more longevity and stability. And what is that worth culturally? What is that worth in, in terms of when going, you know, when the going gets tough, if people are going to dial in or if they're going to have kind of the mercenary, like, hey, I'm just going to the league mentality. Well, it's important when it comes to details, because that'll translate to wins, theoretically, at least it has in the Big Ten. A man of great detail and fabulous work. We welcome in Brandon Vogel in his football office at Brandon L. Vogel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bogues the Saturday matching rugby shirt and that hat, man. What what's going on in the hat, Brandon? First of all, this is um, a hat from the UniWatch blog. Um, okay, <laughs> covers has well for a long time has has covered basically uniforms. Um, was kind of the they have a uh, hat. Yeah, I don't know if they're still available or not, but uh, they've they've verged into to merchandise um and and this was one of them that i had to pick up right away on, on deep track uh college football fan hat um in, in in that kind of realm flight aware also has hats that you can purchase <laughs> in multiple colors you know when you're trying to see like what coach is going where and all that so that's good that's pretty good like what are the like most hipster college football hats you could have flight aware is is, is like is up there this is like yeah I'm a, I'm a, are you, are you just a fan of aviation or are you a college football? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I just like to track planes generally. You, know, you could do it all day. And uh, there's been a lot of plane tracking for two decades here. So it's gotten, gotten into the habit. So yeah. Vogues, Hey, we uh, can't reach through the screen and, and fist bump and hug and, I don't know if you're a hugger or not, but uh, I'm, I'm giving you a, a solemn nod and a thank you. Incredible uh, time at Hale Varsity. I know there was um, some some positive 
reaction and folks, listeners uh, of, of your podcast and readers of your column and readers of the magazine with the team reaching out last night. Really beautiful cover as the final issue of Hail Varsity went out. And hey, I just want to say thank you for everything and uh, incredible um, to be with you for 11 years and i loved your your column uh on uh the 11 year number and and brandon vogel and bob devaney i, I love that uh, uh jump in so let's uh let's spend a minute and just smile about hail varsity the magazine my friend and tip of the cap to you well, thank you i appreciate that um officially unaffiliated as of today i guess you can just uh, introduce me as a drifter for for now um I did appreciate coming in uh, when I hopped on the show, right? As Mike, Mark was talking about avoiding being fired. Um, oh, irony there. Um, <laughs> um, but Mark Cranach, so, everybody. <laughs> so it is. I'm having a great you know, start to the show. It just, uh, just happened to work out that way. Um, yeah. So, so here we are, but it's good. Um, I'm excited for, for college football to start and we'll, we'll see what happens next. Well, and you're, you're you're just in the transfer portal. I don't I don't like the whole drifter thing, you know. Okay. Although the drifter but, thing just adds a little bit of mystery to your game, you know. That's kind of cool a, too. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's a little a little, you know. You're right. Uh, hopefully, it's just the transfer portal, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you're going let, to the league. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Vogues, uh, let's. Uh, we we've got a ton of a Nebraska to to dial into, and as you you put the the yearbook together and did the previews and you analyze Nebraska, I want to kind of focus in on that. We had the discussion point of of best case worst case scenarios, and you know Mark had the the point of a year ago we're all gearing up for Ireland, and and you're trying to predict new. You're trying to predict new in year one, a rule. And it's, it's crazy. And there's also a lot of new in the West at that key spot at quarterback. The only place that does not have a portal quarterback running the show presumably is, is going to be, um, shoot. I just had it, uh, Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota. Right. Right. And, and yeah. that kid, the Greek freak, because I can't pronounce his name. Uh, thank you. Cut his what teeth. Taliak Manis. Kaliak Manis. We're going to write that phonetically for the room. Drop it. Kaliak Manis. Like, come on. Right. Came in. A bone to pick with Greek and Indian names. Out of of the bullpen and and one in Lincoln uh, a year ago. So there's all that. But let's talk about new and Nebraska and today. I mean, today's, I think, from a psyche standpoint and a confidence standpoint, Really big for the Nebraska offense as they try and re- rebound from from last Saturday's issues. Not that, and, and Rule walked it back a little bit during the week that, you know, maybe I, paraphrasing him, uh, but he was walking back just how the tone felt of what the offensive performance was last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had a lot of time, you know, at this point in front of the microphones at Nebraska, but you still you still got to learn a little bit. <laughs> if I go out there and say on a Saturday that the the, the offense struggled a little bit, uh, it becomes a talking point for a week. So I'm I'm be, I'd be willing to bet, <laughs> not knowing anything about how this scrimmage actually goes, um, which hasn't happened yet, of course, but 
I'm, I'm going to bet the offense has a better day today. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I guess if they don't, uh, then we might have some some legitimate reason for worry. Um, but, you know, Minnesota is such an interesting an interesting opener for that reason. They're the only team in the division that brings a quarterback back, um, a, a homegrown homegrown guy, so to speak. And I think that's that's a pretty decent edge. Um, right there, especially in an opener, but really early this season in, in the West. Um, it's something Minnesota has that, that everybody else doesn't. You know, I was kind of one, I'm forgetting who it was, but I saw somebody comment in the stream, you know, which game is like, other than Michigan, do you just like chalk up as a loss? I don't think there's a lot of those on, on Nebraska's no. schedule. Um, you know, by the SP Plus ratings, I think, I think at Wisconsin, Nebraska right now, would be about a two touchdown underdog, but even that, like it, that, that won't. I, I would be very surprised if that spread is is close to fourteen points by the time we actually get to that game. Um, so, even that one, like not knowing what Wisconsin is at this point either, you know, it's it's tough to 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 look at that one and be like, yeah, that's that's the other one, though it's probably your most likely uh, likely suspect. I kind of I kind of have four. Heavy leans, if not outright losses, for Nebraska. It's Minnesota is a heavy lean towards Minnesota, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, Michigan seems like a certain loss, and then the following week, Illinois, because of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Then you're on the road. Just that style on a of, short you know, week, brutality. Too. Yeah, brutality back to back weeks like that. It's, Illinois got my attention, and then at Wisconsin, but. Similar deal to what we're talking about with Nebraska last year, and to a degree this year with Wisconsin, you don't know. You know, I mean they're they're throwing out they're throwing out years and years and years of a of a particular style, and uh, they're, they're rolling the dice a little bit on that. So who, who knows? But it's it's really those four that I would say are the heavy leans in the other way. The other eight, hey now, I you know. Well, and, and you might even say it's a Nebraska lean. And Mark, I think this kind of gets to our our talking point yesterday with the the floor and ceiling of Nebraska in twenty twenty three. Whenever I think about the floor, I don't think there's many guaranteed wins for Nebraska. That's why I'm the, the floor to me for Nebraska is three and nine because in terms of guaranteed <laughs> wins, I'm not even sure I'm comfortable putting three on there based on on recent results over the past couple of years. Like Elijah's been scarred like Nor- many Northern Illinois. Well, they got Rocky Lombardi at quarterback, guy with power five experience that's played in Lincoln before. Like, that's worrisome with the amount of experience that he has played in the quarterback position. I'm still going to put Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech as more than likely pretty close to guaranteed wins and probably throw Northwestern in there with how down and out they've been this offseason, all the drama surrounding their football program. I think three and nine, to me, is Nebraska's floor because I can't find many of their guaranteed wins. It's a whole bunch of toss-up games in Nebraska's schedule. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much exactly what it is. Like doing a little bit of you know the math on some of these projected SP plus lines, like in, implied win probability against Northern Illinois is 0.874, 0.851 against Louisiana Tech. Those feel a little bit high to me. Um, <laughs> both of those both of those teams are well. I mean Northern Illinois is a good program. Uh, you mentioned Rocky Lombardi. Um, it's, it's a program that has a history of winning. Like both of those games, I look at them like Nebraska is a deserving favorite. Um, and it'll be a heavy favorite probably unless it starts 0 and 2. Um, 
but they're, they're, they're not games that, that either of those schools are going to give you. And then the next highest win probability for, for Nebraska is 0.641, so 64% against Northwestern. And everything else, even Colorado, is less than 60%, which anytime you're between 40 and 60, like I just basically consider those coin flips. Mm, wow. Tom chimes in with, with one of those name opportunities for Nebraska, and he's like, look, nobody knows what will happen, but Wisconsin has just as many, if not more, unknowns as Nebraska, new coach, new offense, quarterback. The only difference is that Wisconsin's been – the um, has been substandard for for only two years, and he nails it. Tom, good input. Yeah, I mean their their substandard was all right. Uh, you're seven and six, Chris. See ya. Thanks. You're supposed to be the quarterback whisperer, and that's been Wisconsin's Achilles' heel for what's kept them from from really being great because they've had the lines of scrimmage, they've had the running game, and it's been quarterback play that has not. Okay, it's fine to ask a kid to manage but they've been a far cry from having that Russell Wilson guy that can go out and win it for you. Now they have found ways to, you look at the the Nebraska Wisconsin game a year ago. I mean, that was one of the mother of all gut punches where you're up double digits against that quarterback in that weather. And they find a way to (laughs) to, to erupt for a a fourth quarter on you. And I laugh uh, not to, to rub it in or pour salt. It's like, how the hell did that happen? right against that team but if they get if they get it right and mordecai is one of those texas gunslingers from smu vogues we we focus on wisconsin they've got a line and they've got allen and they've got a defense and oh yeah by the way if they get effective at throwing the football have fun trying to stop them yeah for sure um i mean they they on paper they look pretty dangerous between mordecai and you pair mordecai with the braylon allen right there <laughs> Braylon Allen is pretty good, pretty good at running the football, and if he can do that as well as he has in the past, uh, and Mordecai just kind of gets to <clears throat> throw less, um, but have a little bit of an easier time. Um, I mean, that's 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 when Wisconsin gets scary. You know, it's funny you mentioned Chris and the quarterback whisperer. Now that I'm a drifter, maybe I'll maybe I'll write a book about Wisconsin. The last like four years, like I mean, Graham Burtz was like the guy, like the most ballyhooed recruit in Wisconsin history. And you kind of look at it now, and yeah, they still went seven and six last year. It's not like they dropped off a cliff, but got you know, Paul Chris got fired kind of out of nowhere last season during the season. To me, I was I was truly shocked by that. Not that I you know you couldn't see that things were kind of a little bit stale there for for lack of a better term, but it's. uh you know, it's a classic tale of like, be careful. You, you get everything you want with the, uh, the, the, you know, the highest rated QB that that uh, program had ever signed. He comes out his first game and completes what, like 21 at 22 passes. Mm-hmm. But then <laughs> four years later, uh, here you are. And, and Wisconsin feels like it's entirely different. Uh, the AD that built that as a coach first, and then the AD is gone, you know, he, retired uh the coach is gone and the quarterback's gone uh it's going to start at florida this year that's just it two of the the quarterbacks wisconsin's had one went to notre dame one went to florida i don't know if it's uh more so a saying on the transfer quarterback portal market or someone else sees what wisconsin couldn't see in them you know you got you got this new uh 
situation, this new uh, tradition that that rule has installed at Nebraska, and he's done it previously, and it's the awarding of the single-digit numbers. So for folks that haven't followed along, um, all the single digits are off-limits because it's essentially a reward system where the players will um, figure out who's worthy of wearing those single-digit numbers by a vote, right? And so far, eight have been released, if I'm not mistaken. There's been, there have been eight single-digit numbers that have been released. Five of those are defense. And so the re- reason I'm bringing this up is because it gives you a little window, at least, into what the team feels. And if you kind of believe the whole real recognizes real thing, where the team thinks their strength is. Um, so far, you have uh, pretty much your entire linebacking core, right? You, you got Luke Reimer is one of them. You got Nick Henrich is another. You got Josh Bullock. Is it not Josh Bullock? Um, what is uh, John? What is John Bullock. Thank you. It was a Josh Bullock's back in the day. Uh-huh. John Twelve Bullock. interceptions. Yeah, yeah. In two thousand three. Three. Yeah. I, Isaac Gifford is another one. Nash Hutmucker. So there, those those are the five that the team has felt has worked so hard and is re- and is representing Nebraska so well that those five guys deserve it defensively. And then on the offensive side, Jeff Sims, Billy Kemp, Ethan Piper. Um, and then, so there's two more to go. I would, I, would, I would presume Quentin Newsom would get one of those, but who knows? So hearing that, knowing that, and, and you're in kind of this multiple-style defense, right? You're in this, in this 3-3-5 defense, which is just, you know, it's havoc-creating-style defense, a disguise-style defense. Should we read into the fact, Brandon, that the team is like, you know, I, I think the guys that are that are going to have probably the most on their backs in terms of making sure that you're in the right spot. I mean, the, the linebackers and kind of that nickel style of, of Gifford, those are critically important parts for that 3-3-5 to work. Um, and the team anyways feels like, hey, those guys are, they have put themselves in the position and they're performing like we should. Do you read anything into that? And is that a clue? Is that an indicator of where Nebraska's strengths will lie once the season kicks off? Um, I, yeah, I think it's a pretty clear uh, indication, indication of that. Um, before, before Piper got added, the two guys you had on offense, uh, well, thank, thank God for the ACC, I guess. <laughs> two, two transfers yeah. from, from Georgia Tech and yeah. and and, Vir- and Virginia, which I also think yeah. you know tells you quite a bit about where Nebraska's at offensively right now, um, and, and it says good things about about both Kemp and and Sims, of course. That you know because this is voted on by the team, like they've they've earned they've earned the respect of you know a hundred and twenty some guys they didn't know six months ago. Um, so that's 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 impressive, but it, I think the closer we get to the actual start of the season, the closer we get to that Minnesota game, the more it becomes clear that there's gonna there's gonna be I think a little bit of a, a learning curve on offense that's gonna just have to happen in season. Um, defensively, maybe you don't. I guess I don't feel that way. Um, yeah, it's a new scheme, um, new coaches. They're being asked to do things differently than they've done in the past. But uh, it's it should be should be pretty fun a fun defense to watch. Um, I think they'll be pretty aggressive, and 
you're going to you're going to need those guys if there is in fact a learning curve for the offense you're going to need that defense to make some plays whether it's you know scores themselves or you know just simply forcing turnovers and, and giving the offense a little bit of a, a shorter putt which was you know something Nebraska really, really struggled with uh, in the previous mm-hmm. era. It just felt like <laughs> almost every drive had to cover 75 yards somehow. Yeah. And, and that's that's hard. That's hard for any college offense to do. So yeah. I think that becomes, you know, we talk about ceiling and, and floor. If you want to get closer to ceiling, that's what it – that's that's the path forward. I think that you're going to have to be defense-led to, to get there. Um, and, you know, special mention, like – to to John Bullock, like for him to get one of these numbers isn't a surprise mm-hmm. based on the entire off offseason he has had. Um, but man, that guy is like on a rocket ship to to, yeah. to well, who knows? Who knows what will end up being this season? But he was one of three guys. You know, they released seven of those. You know, the ten percent. He was one of three guys that was in every one of them. Um, hmm was there from week zero through, I think they made it to week seven. Um, one of three guys, Piper was another one who, who made all, all seven of those. Hmm. Think about that too. Him walk on coming in Reimer walk on coming in Gifford. I was like a gray shirt type. Wasn't he? So he was technically a walk on his first semester at UNL. Yeah. So you're talking about three of those dudes that are, man, that's that's impressive. Okay. It's Brandon Vogel with us here, a weekend edition of Hale Varsity. And Brandon, you did talk about the offense there, and I want to go there for a second. As we're 12 days away from kickoff, it's funny how most of the offseason, the concern with the offense is the offensive line and the rushing attack. They'd be able to open up rushing lanes for uh, Gabe Irvin and Anthony Grant. And then in the, the two to three weeks before game one, it feels like that concern has flipped over to the passing attack and you hear more about Jeff Sims, the turnovers at Georgia Tech, and who is he going to be throwing the ball to? Billy Kemp's not a guy that's going to be a deep threat, take the top off. Like, well, what guys are going to step up at the wide receiver position? It's interesting how that, that mentality and that sentiment has flipped in Husker Nation within the past seven to ten days. Now, I want to get your thoughts on where your concern currently lies with the offense. If it's one of those closer-to-the-floor type seasons, where does it all go wrong for the Husker offense as you look at it right now? Hmm. Uh, closer to the floor is if you know the running game just isn't um i think the the asset that they they want it to be much less they need Mm -hmm. it to be so like you know there are questions with that based i think mostly on you know offensive line play that we see we saw the past two seasons in particular uh so you look at that group and you know matt rule to his credit has been bullish on them all the whole way through um but it's one of those you, you kind of gotta see it. You can look at the running back room, or at least I do, and, and feel pretty good um, about the options you have. But as this has gone on, and as you know, you've had some injuries and some departures at wide receiver, that has has taken on the focus. So, like, well, what's the best remedy for that? Well, if the run game, you know, if the run game was it works okay, like if you can be a top half in the Big Ten rushing team. Um, it's like, okay, well, you can use that to make the passing game a little bit easier for you. Maybe you can buy yourself a little bit of time to, to get that up to speed. I mean, even if Nebraska hadn't had departures and injuries at wide receiver, like it still should have been a pretty big question because like, okay, you're looking at a, anytime you bring in a new quarterback and I, you know, this is just going to have to change, I guess, in a transfer portal, portal area. But, um, 
you know, you're, you're looking at Jeff Sims throwing to an entirely new set of guys that, you know, there's no kind of continuity there. There's not, you know, you, you have the off season to create that chemistry, but you've never done it in, you know, late October on the road in, in Michigan or something like that. So um, it's, it's a big question. And, and the way forward for Nebraska is, well, you better be able to lean on the run game. It's just how, how great do any of us feel of saying, yes, they can do that. Brandon Vogel with this weekend edition at Brandon L. Vogel's where you follow him on Twitter. You know, let's get into the, the bigger picture as we've kind of built up today's Saturday response for the offense and the turnover question. The, and, and I like what Elijah touched on. You go from, all right, the the hope if you're a Nebraska fan for what the O-line and the run game need to be to what you do have at quarterback, and that is Sims and you know what, folks, what do you think Nebraska has best case scenario? And is it okay to be confident that now three years, now a fourth year into his college football career under a new set of eyes and voice in Satterfield, Sims can really be different. Why can he be different at Nebraska than Georgia Tech? Um, I think you're, I think you're hoping that they've, they found the, uh, the right fit for him. Um, not that Georgia Tech wasn't. Um, so, like, what we know Nebraska's getting is experienced quarterback, first and foremost, but it seems like a pretty mature one, too. And, you know, I was, you go back to at the point that Nebraska brought him in as a transfer quarterback. Casey Thompson was still, he was injured, but he was still very much in the fold. Like, if you wanted to go that route, you, you had a returning starter at quarterback. And, so they sought Jeff Sims out for a reason, and I think the fact that he is, he was a guy who was in a bunch of those top 10% lists. He is a single-digit number guy now. Um, tells you that I think that all backs up that they got what I think they thought they were going to get with him. So that's that's encouraging. Uh, you know, and then you can from there you can look at the numbers at Georgia Tech. You kind of got to pit those against, I think, what Georgia Tech was and wasn't during those those years, um, and it is what it is. I mean, you know, I think it was two seasons removed when, when Sims got there, but that was triple option offense. Uh, I think two seasons before he got there, um, and you know, it was a big win for Jeff Collins in recruiting to get him. Uh, it's just it didn't seem like he had the perfect complement of skill players around him at all times. And, and who knows if he does now, um, you know, that's still, still remains to be seen in Nebraska. Brandon Vogel was with us. And um, I think something else Nebraska is getting at quarterback is a bit of an X factor, just athletically, which I don't think the big 10 is littered with those kind of guys. I think you have to go back to, you know, Josh Fields was one of those guys, just a Supreme athlete that can do things off schedule. Adrian Martinez was one of those guys um, that could do things off schedule. And you, it's kind of hard to come up with a ton more than that. You've had a lot of good quarterbacks, quality quarterbacks. You've had uh, a lot of don't fumble the ball, son, quarterbacks. Right. Or you've had guys that were just, you know, especially at Ohio State, just clinical, surgical, great throwers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State's had some big play guys too. But in terms of, Penix at Indiana, and now he's finding new life in in Washington. But you haven't had a ton of those guys that are truly truly more athletically gifted than most people on the field. And I feel like you have that with Sims, 
right now, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'll have to sit down and do this actually when, when I can uh, access some of the numbers more easily. But like, who's the leading returning rusher at quarterback in the Big Ten? And I'm not meaning they had to play in the Big Ten last year, like from anywhere in their career. Like, what's the most a, a presumed starter has put up rushing-wise? Like, Sims might be might be up there um, because just like yeah. running down the list, and I don't remember, I don't know if Illinois is named a starting QB yet, but it's it's not one of those guys. It's not Tanner Mordecai. Um, just kind of <laughs> Cade McNamara isn't that guy. Um, yeah. I, for, I forget who Northwestern picked up late in, in the portal um, at the moment, but there's just, there's not, um, you, you think about the big 10 broadly, it, it's, it's a lot of kind of, you know, the, the Joel Stave types, the kind of classic big 10 quarterback you expect. So Sims, Sims does offer a wrinkle. And I think uh, I, I, Nebraska doesn't want to run him 10, 12 times a game. I don't think right. now if that happens as on design passes, like you'll definitely take it. Um, and that's where he has the the chance to, I think, really bring something for Nebraska that not a lot of places have. Um, but you can – he's certainly a guy you can run. And, and like I said, well, well, I'll go through the list at some point. And there's, there's not many of those guys in the league. Brandon, this brings up a, an interesting question here. And I'm going to kind of take a, a question that Moomba has here. He says, can Sims have a better passing percentage than Casey last year? And I, I don't want you to explicitly answer that, but – in terms of stats that are going to be more important to to gauge how well Sims is played in this upcoming season, do you think it's going to be completion percentage or is it going to be something more akin to, to yards per carry? What's going to be more important for Sims in this Husker offense? It's turnovers. Mm. Yeah, I would say probably the first one I would look to would be interceptions. So Casey Thompson was at 63% last year. Um, we just pulled that up. And Sims, Sims' best season was his sophomore season when he was right at 60. So um, <clears throat> I guess if you're, if you're asking me to take an over-under on you know, 62 and a half for Sims, I'd probably take the under at this point, which would be under – under what Casey Thompson had, but that, that season, that sophomore season, when he was at 60%, which is his career high for a year when he was, uh, I'm forgetting, I think he's still at 10 interceptions, which is what Casey Thompson was at a year ago too. Like that's going to be the big one. Um, can you avoid those? You know, not all interceptions are always totally on the quarterback. Um, but he's a guy who, you know, hasn't had that season where, you know, you just have five and there were, you know, he didn't play all last year either. Um, so that's, that's, that's the big one. I think you do want to see that completion percentage around 60, I think for, for a quarterback like him. Um, now, if you got a pure, you know, 60 would be bad for a Tanner Mordecai. Um, and that's just, you kind of got to adjust things for, for what type of quarterback you have. It's turnovers, that's interceptions, fumbles, and then I'm going to pair number of starts versus missed starts. Mm. I mean, it comes down to me to turnovers and injury that's been the the uh, storm cloud, so to speak, Vogues. And it's not all his fault. Again, we're not pinata in the kid. I'm just saying for Nebraska, back to this original point of best case, worst case, for Nebraska to be relevant in November – for Nebraska to be a team that can go stun uh, a, a really tough out to open the college football season, let alone conference season, 
it's got to be uh, a lot of Sims doing the right things at a high level in big key moments. But it's also Nebraska's coaches and offensive job to keep him in, you know, keep it in third and three, so to speak, with the play calling and the situations. I'm so fascinated to see how that um, kind of comes to a head. And also just where, where the confidence level is at after today offensively. They're going to say and do the right things, but it's going to get down to pressure, and he's going to have to go make a play uh, when he's got to – we talk about being able to run the football when you want to run it. There's going to be a a two-minute drill situation. There's going to be moments where Sims is going to have to make a play throwing the football, and can he succeed at that more times than not for Nebraska this year? Yeah, I mean, I, the goal, I think, for Nebraska offensively is to have a season where Sims gets to just play the game instead of be the game. And I think at Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, he was the game on offense. And we we basically watched it for four seasons at Nebraska. Later, Martinez, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit less so, ironically, in, in year one when he was a true freshman. I mean, we all saw, we all saw his talent and it was, you know, obviously uh really really encouraging but you get two two seasons beyond that and uh the run games not never really got back to where they needed it to be so hey guess what it's third and five who's gonna get the ball it was adrian martinez um it's just it's it, it's great to have a, a really good quarterback but man you, you really need kind of a you need help and hopefully, like for Nebraska, if it's going to approach its ceiling, uh, I think that's what defines it more than what Sims does himself. You know, you've got, as a guy that is literally wearing a uni watch hat, so somebody that clearly appreciates uniforms and all that goes with that, a couple things. One, we got a big man wearing a low number at defensive <laughs> tackle, right? You got Nash Hutmucker wearing number zero unprecedented in nebraska's history that has never happened uh so that's first part of the question so second part of the question so the question being what do you think and the second <laughs> deep question deep question uh the second part of the question is nebraska's quote-unquote alternate uniforms nebraska's alternate uniforms are the most subtle all like everybody else goes crazy Nebraska's like, oh, let's go nuts and let's remove a stripe or let's add a blue color around the number. Like, it's the trained eye is the only one that knows that it's an alternate uniform. So the second part of the question is, like, can Nebraska stand to, you know, maybe, I don't know, take a leap and, and really try something alternate? Or, or are you okay with the remove or add a stripe approach that Nebraska's been taking? Uh, yeah. Well, so first on Matt, on Nash, uh, love it. Uh, you know, back when the NCAA football video game still existed, uh, didn't have the option for, for number zero, I don't think, or maybe it, it definitely wasn't in the, in the real game. Um, yeah. that just came out like three years ago that they made that a, a usable yeah. number, but, um, you, uh, you know, you always take, you always took your high profile big D line recruits and gave them, gave mm-hmm. them a, skinny little number um so but (laughs) randy gregory uh, so you so you gotta you really gotta think about okay number one 
looks weird on him. Um, <laughs> it wasn't available, but zero that that still stands out pretty well. Um, Jacob Padilla and I were joking a couple of weeks ago because we had a feeling that Ethan Piper was coming. He's like, I can't wait to see a single digit offensive lineman. I was like, Yeah, yeah. you got to go with eight. I think eight is the number for a single digit offensive lineman. You just need you need some width. Um, so that's that. Um, as, uh, as for the alternates, um, you know, 2011, 12, Nebraska, Nebraska tried the, the wild alternate game and didn't go super well. Um, no, you're right. So I, I, I kind of liked this, you know, it was, it was an interesting challenge. Like, okay, yes, it's been a well covered, I think, historical quirk that Nebraska wore blue in, in that first Oklahoma game at Memorial Stadium. Uh, going with the blue jersey would have been would have been way out there. Like people would have yeah. lost their mind. Um, so this was kind of just just tasteful. It's like, yeah, here's here's a little nod towards that. And yeah, it's not going to sell you a ton more jerseys, I don't think, uh, just because it looks so similar. But I actually appreciated the restraint. And maybe would have brought a little blue into the helmet too somehow. Something right. I, I mean, look, the Red Sox go yellow and blue on their City Connect, you know, and they're hallowed, and they haven't changed anything since the 1740s like i don't know nebraska can do not, not that nebraska needs to come out and go like noid style like they did with whatever that was oh my god with just a big block in on the seriously looked like noids like the dominoes character the dominoes evil Off. character right avoid the yeah. noid. I, mm-hmm. I think yeah. the one they got right was that black one 2013 maybe the ucla was, they, game yeah there was yeah. a funeral in terms of the actual uniform and just like the quality of it and all that and how it matched the helmet, like that was solid. That was a solid, and you still see people wear that, you wear those jerseys around, right? Like that's where they got it right. But this one, you're like, ah. got an email from from Greg here on on the passing games and Sims, and uh, appreciate Greg emailing the show. Uh, remember, SC led the nation in passes at or behind the line of scrimmage, according to Twitter. So it's one thing to see the, the bubble, the dreaded bubble or the swing pass. It's quite another to see it executed, though, Vogues. Are you prepared for a 2023 where there is a lateral pass that is successful, potential? Uh, yeah, I, I, I really am. Um, I hadn't heard that stat about South Carolina and Satterfield last year, but that gets intriguing. Um, I mean, you know, we talk about the run game in a – very traditional sense. That's when you hand the ball off. Right. But really um, those, and you know, coaching staff continues to bring up kind of positionless football. Like that's what they're talking about is, you know, lining up these combination of receivers and running backs and, Oh, you got Janaren Bonner who was a wide receiver. Now he's a tight end, except for when he's a fullback. Um, Like, it's just like, we're going to get those, get those guys the ball in in creative ways. Um, And, It'll be it'll be really interesting to see, and that's that's one of those other things. Like, you know, I was talking about. Oh, you need the run game to work to make things a little bit easier on your quarterback. Well, let's say it's not. Well, here's a way to do that technically in the passing game, where maybe you can make things a little bit easier. I mean, the, the, the yeah, short, but- that short passing game, the the passes behind the line of scrimmage, that's just an extension of your rushing attack. Really, when you think about it, you just get the ball out wide quicker, and now it's one on one matchups. Receivers having to block corners. Do you really believe that, though? Because I, I was thinking that, too, and I know that's the refrain, is that it's an extension of your run game. Well, it, it can be if you have receivers that block like Big Ten wide receivers are supposed to. 
I know, but it but it totally nullifies the action in the trenches, which is kind of the cumulative benefit of the run game, right? Is that you're leaning on somebody, leaning on somebody, so the fourth quarter opens it up. I just never bought the whole, it's an extension of your run game. Well, I, I think of it in a sense of, it's not, you're, you're changing around where you're putting the strain on a defense. So, hey, we look at Nebraska's offensive line last year, they've struggled. Instead of putting them in a mono-e-mono battle against Michigan's defensive line, you say, I like our chances of our wide receivers and their size being able to wear out the cornerbacks all game. And, hey, guess what? When the fourth quarter rolls around, instead of your three-yard rushes turning into 15-yard rushes, it's your three-yard swing passes and screen plays that are turning into 15-yard ones because the quarterbacks are tired and they're tired of taking on blocks. And, hey, maybe they're going to get caught lacking and see a, a, a screen action and they're going to let a guy go deep it's kind of changing where you're putting the strain on the defense where you're putting the body blows instead of it's instead of the defensive line you're putting it on the secondary that's how i see it but in your in your mental images you think back to it like it doesn't seem like it's worked right and maybe it works elsewhere it works elsewhere but here yeah it's just three yards it's not it never turns into 15 it's three yards it's a holding penalty and it's a fumble so (laughs) yeah Hey, I think exactly. And so, uh, broad 2009, broad, like broad, like, is that what you call it? B rod, B rod, B rod or yeah, not, 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 What's the bath without bubbles? Hey, bubbles, get over here. Uh, so, uh, thank you, Rodney. So, a few more to give out still, Broad writes, but any insight into Fedoni's lack of a single digit? My take is that this is this is a team vote situation, right? So the first three, the first or the first four, were uh, what? Reimer? Am I mistaken there? Yeah, Reimer. No, no, no. It, who were the first four? It, oh, it was Sims and Kemp. Reimer, Gifford, Sims, Kemp. Yes, that's the four. Reimer, Gifford, Sims. Ooh, so yeah, we're screwing up there. Huh. So was it three offensive guys to start and then just one defense? Because there was four that were announced originally, right? Piper was wasn't, in the, it wasn't in the first picture. It was five, but he wasn't really announced because he wasn't actually going to be a right. digit. That's right. Okay, so it's a team vote situation. So the, the, the no-brainers have been taken care of at this point. There's two left. So those guys are now out of the voting. So... Who knows? Fedoni could have been the ninth vote getter, the tenth vote getter. They just haven't announced it. So as those other guys have come out, I, my guess is, you know, since you have five of the eight that are defense now, you'll probably try to balance it out five and five, maybe. Um, and if you do, I think you have three candidates left on offense to earn those single digits. Fedoni's one of them based on, how he's worked in the offseason. He won a couple challenges with him as a team leader. You've seen the guy's build. I mean, my God, he's solo flexed. The dude has turned himself into a monster. Um, and then you, you probably have to go with, I would think, Ramir or Gabe Irvin, just in cool. terms of how they work and the general respect level they have on the team. So for the two remaining spots, gentlemen, opposed to you, I think, I think you go, I think I think Gabe Irvin's one of them for sure, absolutely, uh, based on some of the run he has gotten and the praise he has gotten. And can he finish off camp? And can he do it to the satisfaction, not only of his standard, but 
the uh, the offensive coaches, and I think Fedoni's Fedoni's right there. Uh, and then is, is is there a guy like MJ Sherman? I mean, he's he's a newcomer, nope. but he's nope. an, another guy that is going to be super important to this defense as he encapsulated what they want with the single digits. Well, I'm going to I'm going to just defer to Brandon here because he was telling us earlier he was going through the 10 percents and seeing the guys that was on every single list. Brandon, are there any candidates on there that you think we could be expecting to see in single digit numbers this year? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think we've hit on hit on a lot of the top candidates. So I mentioned there were three guys that were in all of them, um, and then there were one, two, three, five guys who made six out of seven: uh, Jake Applegate, Hutmacher, Cameron Lenart, Watuki, and Taggy. Um, you know, some of those names I think obviously are probably not single-digit candidates. Um, Fedoni was in five out of seven, so I think he's. He's in, he's in the mix. Uh, the other one that jumps out to me from that group, and there were, say, 10 or 12 of those, uh, Garcia Castaneda. Mm. Um, that, would be, that would be positive. And I think Quentin Newsom you have to throw out there too. Sure. Just in terms of I'm, I'm guessing he's earned the respect of everybody production-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's locked down that spot going on his third year. So we'll see. We'll see when they announce those. Um, but, but to his point, I think what he's – really getting at um not putting words in your mouth broad but uh fedoni being a factor this year sure um is it is it the year that he is actually a factor i i think probably i think big big tens a tight end league uh and it's a really good secure security blanket for a run based team and for a, a and for a quarterback in general right it's just they're generally easier throws they're generally more wide open when you do decide to hit him and he's fast enough to, to make hay once he is open. So I, I see him being a factor. I, I over under on catches. I put it at 25 and I'd lean towards the over. Well, and, no, and, and, and while we're talking about tight ends here, Brandon, maybe we'll get you out of here on this Gilbert, his situation with the waiver. Is it time to accept the fact that Gilbert's not going to be playing in Husker uniform next year and maybe ever? And you're talking Eric Gilbert, the yes, transfer yes. from Georgia. Yeah. And, and the coaching staff has flip flop between calling him Eric and Arik, so I'm just going to call him Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go Gil, all right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm not ready to like. I don't think I don't think they're going to get kind of the the last minute transfer waiver for him to be ready to go to start the year. Doesn't mean it couldn't come during the season. Um, but it's just, you know, I can't say it any better than Matt rule did. Like, it's just, it's bizarre. Um, there seems to be not a lot of rhyme or reason to, to these decisions. It's kind of insane that it's even in the NCAA's hands. Like if it were me, I'd almost look at doing this at the conference level, um, just Mm -hmm. to make it a little bit, make it a little bit more manageable, um, for, for everybody. So, I'm not ready to say I'm not I'm not moving on um, and saying, oh, you're just not going to have him yet. Um, But when I think about the season, like it's 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 impossible to be like, well, let's let's not forget you might get something from from Gilbert. Like it's just you can't factor it in at this point. Brandon Vogel joining us uh, weekend edition at Brandon L. Vogel Vogues. We will check in with you next week. More thoughts on the season. Thanks for giving us a little overtime today, bud. 
Sounds good, guys. Have a good one. You too. Appreciate you, Brandon. A Brandon little over time. A little over time might be the overstatement of the year. Brandon joined us for a good 45 minutes there. So, yeah. shout out to Brandon. Yeah. He uh, he could have faked an injury to to get out of this uh, yeah. with uh, the the extended time, but he didn't. And we just love talking ball. So. I'm excited to see what he does next, man. I haven't heard of the last of that guy. Whatever he does, it'll Uh, be incredible, and and I will keep begging him to come on because I love his insight. Vogues is a football insider, period, end of discussion. So he'll be joining us. So excited to to keep in contact with him. Oh, yeah. And so headline as we wrap up. No, we're not wrapping up. It's it's only 8.51. We got started late. We owe people an hour 20. Great X, rolling his sleeves up. Elijah's like, dude, I got beer to drink and golf balls to beer already? No, Tottenham doesn't play till 1130. I got a little bit of time here. All right. All right. Okay. See? I got to figure out. Is that game on TV? I got to figure out if that game's on TV or if I'm going to have to. Headline tomorrow is what? What, What's the, uh, the, the discussion point if you're going to grab a coffee and brunch from rules? address later today what's the talking point what's the emphasis headlines tomorrow so to speak he I think, leans I think you're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna hear more about the quarterback and the offense it's gonna be a here's what they did well and let's let's run with that and i'm not saying it's false i'm just saying i think it's gonna be all right here's how the offense bounced back i'm pleased with x y and z hmm he i think the headline could be a lot of rule aid o- only because only because which by the way that's a great term the whole kool-aid rule aid mm-hmm. like yes well done whoever the hell authored that uh because you know he he skews more towards instilling confidence and it feels like that's the number one thing he identified coming in to the program was just like we got to give these guys confidence like that's what he sees as the problem like the work ethic isn't the issue yeah, I think they've been pleasantly surprised. It's like it's not like they're trying to like tear the culture down and build it back up in terms of a certain work ethic or mentality that you have to have. Like that's there, right? So kudos to Frost and 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 his crew for at least instilling that and recruiting guys that are like that. Uh, so that's not an issue. But he's talked about confidence a lot. He's talked. To, he he thinks that's probably the difference between Nebraska losing those close games and winning them. Mm-hmm. is making sure that that group is confident and believes when the game is late. So they're doing a lot of situational stuff. They're, they're trying to kind of close that gap. So my guess is T-minus, team, team what, 12 days before the game? I think anything you're going to hear out of rule, because, again, he's not worried about their work ethic. You know, he's not worried about them getting after it still. He doesn't need to send that message. I feel like he's going to send a message of, oh, man, team looked great. Wow. Offense looked great. Defense looked great. You know, sometimes this team got the upper hand and the other team got the upper hand. and But collectively, wow. I, I think that's generally what you're going to hear. I, I think it's going to be a case of not getting into the specifics of the scrimmage. I don't think he's going to want to do that 12 days out. Not going to hear much about that. It's going to be like the intensity of the offense something along those lines, like how the offense came out. I think that's going to be one of the first talking points is, man, they really responded after last week. Whether or not that's true, I think, Matt Rule, as you said, Mark, we're, we're in a period, we were talking about Nick Saban's quote the other day of, 
you got to know when to uh, kick him in the ass when, and when pat him, him on the ass. ass. When to pat him in the ass. And I think we've reached a point of pat him on the ass. I think it's going to be a, a time for like the intensity. And I think we're even going to get a little drop in from rule about, man, uh, some of those guys made some depth chart decisions pretty difficult for me today because we're also getting into the nitty gritty time of, of developing your depth chart and getting into game prep for Minnesota. That's going to be next week. I think we're going to have some sort of quote about rule about hard decisions on the depth chart. And that's now going to be a talking point for us next week is where are those hard decisions on the depth chart? And as I look at it right now, you're probably looking at running back. You're probably looking at wide receiver and you're probably looking at that safety spot that Miles Farmer vacated in terms of, of tough mm-hmm. position battles. And maybe Matt Rule's going to throw some other names out there, some other positions out there that there's going to be some tough position battles. But that's where I think it's going to be tough. And I think that's probably going to be our talking point on Monday following the scrimmages. What's this depth chart going to show up like? It's, it's really going to be, to, to your guys' point about encouragement and confidence, but there's also reality. You can be proud of the progress you made. You can be excited about what these guys are going to become through continued development, but you still got to be able to go perform. You still got to be able to go do your job and go win football games. And that's going to be where does that encouragement and confidence leap to results? And that's that's what I'm at. And, and, and him being – such a masterful motivator and connector. I mean, he gets guys to play and maximize. I mean, that's what he's done. That's where he's won. So that's, again, the old Ted Lasso belief sign. That's, that's something he's, he's been about. That's part of his coaching persona. So it's all part of this formula. Uh, and, and it's, it's huge with with Minnesota because if they, if they do if they guys if they go get this done, you know a week from Thursday to really truly get off with momentum and steal a win or play well enough to feel good about. I'm not talking moral victory, but I mean there's a lot of things you can take away from Thursday night, good, bad, ugly, with a lot of seas with all the season left. No, he's got to he's got to really hone in on the encouragement, but also hold them to a firm standard so it's not it's it's not false pats on the ass it but it feels like that's not an issue right like it it just feels like his team has high standards sure right it doesn't mean that it's worked or anything but it's you know he that that has been a consistent refrain across the entire staff is they're they're very they're actually effusive in their praise for how much the guys work like that's Mm -hmm. not an issue it's just not, and, and, and there's I think, a lot, a lot of more bound programs. That's an issue. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's, it's very real. I think they've got a bunch of workers. I think they got a bunch of guys that are going to put the work in and, you know, the work's never been the problem. Sometimes the guidance has been, and can the guidance be right for once in a long time? That's yeah. the million dollar I'm question, looking, huh? <laughs> it, it is. I'm, I'm looking, by the way, there was at one point, there was a live camera feed from the construction of the new facility, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a point where I think, it, I don't know if it was during a scrimmage, I think it might have been, uh, or during like a half pad scrimmage or something like that, where you could like flat out watch who was on the first team defense, who was the second team. And as soon as the university caught wind, they cut off the camera feed. <laughs> What's I'm just up? wondering if they've forgotten. I'm talking about the live construction feed. Ah, you know there there was like a bird's eye view, 
and and there were some sleuths out there that were like, okay, here was here's who was running with the one defense. Here's who, that's, who was running. That's with dedication the to be tuned yeah. into the construction camera in the name of first and second team offense and defense. But apparently you could really see it, right? You could really see. And the first team defensive line was Nash and Ty and Blaze Gunnerson, who hasn't gotten a lot of run, but has ascended to the top of that uh, depth chart, apparently. Uh, and then, you, anyway, you were able to name off like 10 of the 11 starters. Granak, are you going to show up and still out there? Are you going to show up and volunteer your time? Are you going to go as dressed as one of the village people uh, just to get a good look at the scrimmage today? Krennic can show up with a with a hard hat and a and a glow in the dark vest. Start no, hauling do, steel beams. No, you do it like the the elderly folks that that wear the yellow jackets that are oh. volunteers and. So you, you're uh, going to be uh, you're you're going to be the like the event, the, event uh, staff the yellow coats. <laughs> Well, yeah. have you ever seen the, the video of those guys that just walk straight into Disney World, like all these random places, just because they're carrying a ladder, a clipboard, and wearing the, the high-visibility vest? They just, like walk into places. They, they're wearing their high-visibility vest, and they got a free day at Disney World because they just walked right through the front gates, and everyone just ushered them by. And then they, uh, they yeah. went, and they were just hanging out in like Gordon Ramsay's kitchen because you have a ladder, a clipboard, and a high-visibility vest, and everyone assumes that you're meant to be there. No one asks any questions. They just walked like, wherever they wanted to go. I think you can do that. For Husker football practice, L- little little name drop situation with Jim Rose back in the day when I was mm-hmm. his uh, intern, former. Uh, you helped him with a book. Yeah, former play-by-play announcer at Nebraska, and then obviously love Rosie. Helps, Rosie's awesome. Helps, helps raise his funds, and you know, really mm-hmm. gifted broadcaster. He's on KFAB in the mornings. Um, so <laughs> when I, I I was I was his intern at the time, and I, I had to cover the game for some reason. I was like, well, I don't have any, you know parking out of a pass or something like he's like you're gonna learn one thing you know one of the keys in life is like if you act like you know where you're going most people will believe you so just mm-hmm. don't worry about it just walk in you know and so i did i had some sort of like skip in my step and just like i had no business kind of getting the access to where i was trying to go and, and it totally worked nobody stopped me so yeah it's kind of a good idea and this also brings up a story time chris from back in the day uh, which is really interesting because like practice is locked down now right nobody can watch it no. back in the day back in the day where they practiced kind of near Buck Belzer, God rest its soul. Uh, you used to be able to just line up at the fence and just flat out watch practice. It was great. Um, yeah. You oh. guys sent me over. Uh, I started working for you at, at uh, KRNU, you and, and, and the sports staff. And you sent me over. It was Solich and it was the, D'Angelo Evans saga. Where's D'Angelo? Mm. Or actually, it might have been Crouch. Might have been Crouch in '99. Does oh, that yeah. sound familiar? Yeah, it does. Man, we're old. Yeah, but yes, it <laughs> does sound familiar. Cranex, like you, you head over, to just walk in. I was like, do I need a pass? Like, and Cranex, to his point, said, no, just act like you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but for real. But you used to be able to watch practice, and huh? there's only like that five up. people covering practice. I think me and you were covering one time. You might remember this. Uh, you asked me about the Yankees. It, well, right. And, and Solich pushed me. And he's such a compact fireball. Like, I went back a good six feet. He was doing it as a joke. Like, I asked him something stupid about baseball, and he pushed me, and, like, I went far. Like, well, and then you would, use, you would use said yeah. soundbite for years to come. I like baseball. I like baseball. You just yeah, play the hell out of Solich doing, I like baseball. I like baseball. <laughs> I like that. It's tremendous, <laughs> tremendous sport. Uh, but what was cool is you could line up at that fence and you could, just, I mean, you were right there, right? You saw practice. And I believe it was Vandenbosch 
So they they were doing, it was a live scrimmage. It was a game week, not scrimmage, but it was just live full contact uh, drill. And uh, in, in a game week, full pads, People do not understand and appreciate the level of violence that that those teams practiced with. My God, the only only other thing I've seen that's uh, and and I'm just guessing it's not really like that anymore. But Vanden Bosch and the tight ends and or the fullbacks that had to pick them up, they were sort of working on like edge pickup and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Dude, those collisions were so. I mean, it was a hundred thousand miles an hour full-on contact, like concussion time, <laughs> let's go. And you're just like, my God. Like, those dudes pull that off every week. It's a, it's an entirely different entirely different mentality and approach, just how physically – and football's a violent sport. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But this was even shocking to, to those standards, right? Only other comparison I could give to that is Paul Homer. He's a former <laughs> – Former All-State uh, fullback, fullback linebacker North. at Miller North, they had a they in like I think it was 06, 07, They had a a backfield where all three of the guys went D one, right? Jeff Tarpinian went to Iowa, became a linebacker. Paul Homer went to Washington as a fullback. Corey Young went to Nebraska as a tailback. Like that was their backfield. And <laughs> Miller North runs that double wing, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's all physical, right? And Homer. So and they're, and they're going against like a scout team defense, and they probably have like a hundred person roster at that time, right? A big roster, but they're going against a scout team defense where it's like, you know, linebackers that are sophomores that are maybe a buck seventy, right? They don't, they can't quite grow a mustache yet, and then here's Homer who is six one two forty, looking That's like Chong Lee from looking like Chong Lee from Bloodsport, just ridiculous, you know, huge guy. And he rep after rep after rep, just lighting the hell up. These, I mean, he is going full speed as a Division One fullback on a 170 pound linebacker, and these dudes are—he is freaking launching these guys. And you're just like, how the hell? Do, why do any of these guys want to keep doing this? Like, yeah, why you why you plan? You know it's going to happen. You can have whatever mentality you want. You can be like, well. Iron sharpens iron. Like, bro, you're like iron pyrite. Like, this is not. <laughs> no, it comes back to, to love iron. of the. It comes back to love of the game. And the guy that's getting oh. his ass kicked at one point with uh, some acne and a 130 pound weight frame turns into oh. that 190 pound guy by his senior year. To your point about Vandenbosch, and when we talk yeah. about Nebraska football being physical, and developing and making Saturdays the easy part. When we first got into doing this, they, they, they were doing that where it's a Wednesday practice. Crouch is a red shirt sophomore on that 99 team. Okay. And practice allows guys like Vandenbosch to try and rip Crouch's head off where it's a one-on-one deal. It's almost like an Oklahoma drill. Vandenbosch is right there to try and kill Crouch. Crouch makes a move and takes off, and Crouch is laughing at him as he runs by. And Vandenbosch, like, loses it and goes George Carlin with, with his language. The mad German goes mad. But that's kind of the, the, the situation you had to get better 
as a quarterback at taking hits like that, and then a guy like Vanden Bosch practicing against an eventual Heisman Trophy winner uh, that is just lightning to try and catch uh, as a defensive end because that's prepping you. Someday you're going to be on, you know, coming off the edge as Vanden Bosch at third and eight. You're you're gonna need to be able to make that one-on-one tackle against the quarterback. So, hundred percent. But as they, I, I'm just saying, as they, you know, the the, I don't know, the research on the on the brain and the physicality, and as they've kind of backed down, you know, the amount of times the NCAA has instituted where you can go full contact and you can go full pads, and there's mm-hmm. just more, you know, there, what is it like once that. every ten days or something like that? Yeah, there's more of a focus on it, but this was week after week after week, and that helped build that mentality. And I'm bringing that up because it does feel like – I know Frost talked about that, talked about wanting to do that, wanting to do the – wanting to have really physical practices. Um, but from from everything you hear, that didn't necessarily actually happen, and there were guys that were held out, and they did back off some some contact – doesn't feel like rules doing that, well, let's, right? Let's, it, it feels like they're really emphasizing collisions, emphasizing contact. And I think that alone has been kind of the missing piece culturally for Nebraska mm-hmm. dating back to then. Whenever you're talking about the 90s and the, how they used to do it, listen, it didn't, it didn't mean Nebraska was going to win every game, but it was going to be hell, right? It was going to be hell. And if you beat them, you earned it. Like, you definitely earned it because those dudes were coming after you, like, across the board. Uh, didn't mean they won, every, won everything, but seriously, you just, just go watch any of, like, the you know, 2001 Notre Dame or 2000. Just watch any of those games and just look at how physical even the corners were coming up in run support. It was just a, an entirely different mentality. Mm. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Mm. It seems like Rule gets that. And he's actually designing practices and drills to encourage and instill that. Well, well, well it's maybe, part of the development. Maybe we'll end it on this. Let's go find out. I'll see you gentlemen on the roof of Old Father here in about an hour. I think what you do is <laughs> you you go you go Walter White and you get to that third uh, level of the parking garage. I'll I'll bring the beer if you bring the brats. Uh, okay, deal. <laughs> do a little. A little grill action. Are we, are we going to do spicy Italian or do you want sweet Italian? Uh, do you have any like hot links? Good. Can we have a little? Can we have a little production meeting on the air here, real quick? Let's uh, have one. Sure. Okay. Sweet. Thank you. Um, and this will give a little insight to the people that are watching. You know, it's great. It's great. We're, we're bringing we're bringing them with us behind the scenes. So Minneapolis, mm. right, it's coming up. There's there's some off schedule stuff happening there, right? That's Thursday night game. Right, we got the Saturday morning show. It's just, it's a you know it's a it's a we've different got, thing. We've, we've what got are we the doing? Wednesday, what are we? Okay, we've got the Wednesday. So I I, I will do KFOR Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. I yep. fly out after that in Omaha or in Lincoln. It, it, the KFOR morning show will be in Lincoln. I fly yep. out after that, uh, and we'll land in Minneapolis, and we'll have the Thursday Hale Varsity show from the Graduate. Make that, so from the graduate in Minneapolis. Back up, back up. Wednesday. Yeah. I will do Wednesday's Hale Varsity show from the graduate. I will oh, do so, uh, so you so KFOR in the morning, mm-hmm. get on a plane afternoon show in Minneapolis. Dude, you realize from, how big time that is, right? Like from, from the from the graduate. We love the graduate. We've been there the last three trips to Minneapolis. Are you hearing yourself say this out loud? Like you're 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 pulling like a Dion 
you know, play in the playoffs and then go play in the <laughs> and then we'll, NFL we'll be, game thing. We'll be there Thursday morning for the KFOR morning Chris show. Chris is rolling in on a branded chopper, and they're just from, like dropping from, that from the grad From the graduate. We'll be there Thursday night leading up to kickoff from the graduate. And graduate. kickoff is seven? Seven. We're seven right across – Graduates right across the street from the Gopher Stadium. I mean, it's it's yep. it's a it's a bad tee shot for me. Yep. And then uh, we'll have our our real red reaction afterwards. Red reaction on, right after on KFOR, and then we'll be there Friday morning at the Graduate Friday afternoon wherever you're setting me up. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're good. And then, and then, and, yeah, and then and then Saturday. Uh, morning, we'll do that, and then we'll hit Pearl Jam and tell you all about it uh, from Boulder, how Pearl Jam was before we get ready for Dion, because we'll be in Boulder the following week. And then you got the – then oh, and there's Rule of the Day chiming in mm-hmm. with uh, staying at the graduate. This is awesome to hear. Here's something else. Like, So the, the Minnesotans for Nebraskans, like their signature Husker headquarters is at the Lions Pub, mm-hmm. Lions, L-Y-O-N-S, and it's a Irish-style pub. It's – either connected to or just a little bit of a breezeway from the Embassy Suites Hotel, uh-huh. which is also where we'll be staying for part of the time. Chris is going to be a, a, a roamer, a wanderer. He's he's staying all over Minnesota. He's doing you – know, but the Lions – that's right there. That's right, right there. So, okay. you know, we'll have a little action there too. And maybe even talking to them, Chris, that's an idea. Again, this is why no. we're having a production meeting live. No, yeah, you, might, you might be able to do it, you might be able to do it from there. No, well, uh, well, we're we're locked in Wednesday, Thursday, but Friday, yeah, Friday, Friday, Saturday yeah. to soak in the afterglow of a win if you're a Nebraska fan or drink Lions your sorrows away. Yes, potentially. Yeah, set, set us up there. Get and, in touch with those guys. I'm going to try to set you, that up. You 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 call you call Eddie Vetter. Yeah. Tell him we'll have some red wine oh, for him. Oh my God! And let's just get let's just get because Eddie's doing a show Thursday night while Nebraska's playing Minnesota, but he's also doing the show Saturday night, two shows in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Do we and know then, who's opening for him yet? I do not. Um, yeah, neither. I, I have not gotten there yet. But then Elijah yeah. and I are, are huddling up here on on plans for, for Boulder. We're going to be at the Gary Michaels kickoff event in Estes, uh, in Estes right? Park, yes, Friday yeah. night, which will be incredible. Beautiful. Tommy Frazier going to be there, Adam. There. Adam Carrick are going to be there. Mm-hmm. And then we're with our friends at Blur uh, in Boulder. And uh, that is going to be incredible for the Saturday morning edition of Hale Varsity. Saturday hey, the, uh, from, from Blur in Boulder. By the way, the, the Fresh Baked and uh, uh, Bear Creek Distillery, they have a suite again in that. Center. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, I'll hook you up. Uh, your, your, your dear friend that has. Yeah. Uh, taking whiskey and, and spirit making to a incredible level. Yeah, they they just rolled their bourbon off the line a couple of years ago. I've been working on it for a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they have a little sweet there. Uh, so kind of related to all this. So yeah, how how about are we good with trying to set up something at the Lions Pub because it's Minnesotans for Nebraskans, right? Sure. So they're, they'd feel great about that. Maybe maybe being able to do your Friday and do our Saturday stuff right there. Done. Absolutely. Let's just book right. it. We'll, we'll make it happen. There's two things that are so funny about this. A, we're yeah. like just planning out Minnesota here live on the air for listeners, and people mm-hmm. aren't leaving. They're enjoying this conversation for whatever reason. So Their computers are frozen. <laughs> Let's not all lie. all the listeners that are still hanging out and listening to this production meeting as we talk about Minneapolis. Let us know in the comments. What are you doing for Minneapolis? 
We want to see yeah. you. We <laughs> well, want come to- see us at the Lions Pub. <clears throat> you know, uh, Moonbot is asking about uh, the Estes Park event. GaryMichaels.com. We love Gary and Nate, uh, Uncle Nate. I think there's a couple of seats left for that, but it's getting there. I mean, it's getting close to capacity. You've got prime rib and salmon that Navat's serving, and then it's mm. going to be uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah. With and then you know our friends at Blur, Stacy and Company. That's going to be so much fun. Now, hey, Moomba, I expected, Moomba, we've been over this. Just act like you know what you're doing. You don't even yeah, have just, to get tickets. Just, just, you know, what, what you're going to do is <laughs> Moonbot walk in with with uh, an extension cord around your right yes. or left shoulder, yeah. and say, yeah. "I'm I'm part of the the radio production crew." Yeah, ride in on an elk, you know, dismount from the elk and you're good. You know, you're fine. Wear uh, wear a wear a cape with a big red N on the back of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you say I'll be so, in and out. Schmitty needs this. Boom. Yeah. Big time it. <laughs> Elijah, you're a, gonna be and it's and it's a it's a tray of beers. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah, are you are you are you in Minnesota <laughs> excuse me, Minnesota or are you back at the home front? I'm uh the home front for Minnesota. I'll be on the road for Boulder. And there may be a, a carpool situation with Schmidt and I coming back from Boulder. We need to figure all that out because I was planning on staying in Denver and now maybe I'm staying in Boulder and we'll figure it out. All I know is Blur Parties is the place to be before Nebraska, Colorado gets it kicked off Saturday morning mm-hmm. in Boulder. Post post game uh, also at Blur Parties with Yeah, but both those Dale places Marston weed weekend. is weed is legal in Minnesota and Colorado. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you got be got not legal not legal on legal. the airplane ride to and from. Right. So. And not legal on the air F, uh, according right. to the FCC I, I believe. Mm-hmm. true. So yeah. you got to refrain from that. Don't do it. That counts mm-hmm. for gummies everything. Wasn't Don't planning try to sneak on it. that. Okay, good. Good. I'm glad we had this talk. I'm not going to hop uh, on there. Have you guys ever thought about how, like, I'm not, I'm not going to pull that in no, Boulder. No. <laughs> like, dude, what is winning? What are you anyways? doing? What are you doing, Elijah? I'm eating a balloon. Shut up. <laughs> so if you lost a game, like, what does it really mean? Like in the end, you know, like, bro, like we'll take your calls. Uh, so, uh, if you guys, you know, want to talk about football. Uh, Grant, so- four, year, four years ago, uh, you set us up at Bear Creek Distillery, and that mm-hmm. was awesome. That was so much fun. You want to do that uh, again? Well, we're we, we have room thing. for that. We're at, we're at, we're at the Novotny thing Friday. Well, I know, but you're Michaels. Yeah, you know, I get Friday night, but I just didn't know when you were traveling in. If there are any other shows where you got to find a home front. Oh, you know? I'm well. I'm thinking you know about leaving. I am thinking about being there for a Thursday night. I'm sure they'd have you. Yeah, okay. you could also well, go to Fresh Baked, which is the. Uh, Head shop in uh, which is the uh, dispensary in Boulder. I've done a show outside. I've done an, oh a, a show outside a weed shop before in Norman. Right? You do it inside. Just, that's true. Yeah. We we were just outside uh, uh, a, a weed shop in Norman. That's where we had a tent and a, and a, and a power outlet. That's where we're doing the uh, the Friday Norman show. <laughs> you could do. I'm just saying. I, I think Chad will let you in uh it's an it's an option that would be yeah. oh that would be the most bolder thing ever you know like <laughs> we're at fresh bake isn't the fcc okay matthew on the uh in the stream asked isn't the fcc about like the ncaa these days what's the point that's a good point that's a great especially point. as Vic's yeah it's ter- terrestrial radio versus you know digital vic blaze saying he'll bring the templeton you might vic not have to it, but you but might vic, not have vic, to with bear creek in the mix we right? saw vic in dublin last year I know. The, uh, I remember Vic. 
at the um, uh, what was the bar we were at? Oh God, I have to look it up. I can't remember exactly. Shoot. It was great. It was great. I left. Uh, I gave the Mary, the, Mary, Mary the Mary Cobbler. The Mary Cobbler. Mary Cobbler. Yes, and the uh, the bartenders were all Brazilian, which was different. Remember, and. I gave one of them. I gave one of them one of my hats. Another one, one of my shirts, so that they could represent the. Huskers. And another one of them, one of your numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got her number, but she didn't give me the other, uh, other eight. You know, we, we didn't have the international code, and it was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Still got pictures of that. There's some. There's oh, some, she was, she was a, beautiful. She was great. Yeah, there's a hot, there's a hot Brazilian uh, bartender and. Ireland right now is sporting a Herbie shirt, you know. Well, and there's another Courtesy gal. Me. Yeah, well, and and there's another gal. Uh, I had so another shirt, by the way. I wasn't, you know. I like, it wasn't a shirt off your back type situation. Right. I didn't go Chris Farley <laughs> Chippendale style. Yeah. You know? What's funny is is so the game happens, Nebraska loses. We get back into our post game show from Mary Cobbler. We're doing that, and I remember we walk that. We walk in, and you've got. This giant bear that's stuffed above the entrance of the Mary Cobbler in Dublin. Yep. And above it, you had an acoustic performer playing mm-hmm. all sorts of classic rock, beautiful voice, beautiful sound. And you had every beautiful blonde woman in Ireland mosh pitting, singing along. It was a, it was a, it was a sing along that really, if you're in a, there, there's so many Nebraska fans there that came to see us. It was awesome. They, they were pissed about the game in Dublin, but they had a great time afterwards despite. Well, yeah, because you it was arm in arm to... singing, spilling Guinness. It was it was a scene out of a movie. It was it was uh, fun. hundred percent. And and remember the stadium was just like, well, internet's not working, so I guess beer free beer, beer everybody. You know? <laughs> I mean, that really happened. Like that sounds so fake, but that's a hundred percent true. They're just like, well, we can no longer accept money, so we might as well just give everybody beer. Of course, <laughs> it's like, yeah, good idea. Budweiser uh, and Guinness, yeah, it was mm-hmm. good. We've been a lot yeah. of road trips, man. I love it. I can't wait for for Minnesota. Can't wait to be at the graduate. Can't wait to be uh, with the uh, the Minnesotans for Nebraska as We're a part of that weekend. The- can't wait to see our friend Eddie Vetter. That'll be awesome. Hey, what if we can line up the uh, Lions Pub? Uh, again, that's the Husker Watch site. It's like the official Husker Watch site in Minnesota, and we're right there. If we can line them up, maybe we can even have those fools on for a couple minutes next next weekend, possibly. Mm. Whatever know, they want, whatever they want. Just to say, hey, you know, like because they're, they're going to have it's like a Husker headquarters that you know they're they're going to have mm-hmm. some post game well, stuff. We'll the graduates get a, we'll, obviously got some awesome stuff. Yeah, depending we'll on just, where you're staying, you know, you we'll get, uh, get on the we'll light get, rail and you can go to both kind of thing. Yeah. You know? We'll get, we'll get the link sent to them and they'll, we can have them stream in for pregame. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll, I'll work on that. And right. uh, well, how do so I, another little Dublin story. I was going to ask how we want to wrap this show up because I got no idea, but let's go another Dublin. No, Cause we're working on the year anniversary of, of, of the, the roadie to Dublin. We're rolling. Awesome. Let's go. So also in Dublin, this was hilarious. So imagine you're sitting in a, I'm trying to think of a, of a comp in Lincoln. It's a, I, I don't know. It's so, so it's got your main bar kind of restaurant area, but then it has a couple little rooms that mm-hmm. are up towards the front that are a little bit of a breakout. And that's where they're, we li- they're little conference out. rooms. Yeah. Yeah. But they're part of the bar too. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. they're not like, it's not like a con- conference room. Like you're thinking of with, you know, crappy 
swiveling chairs and office setup, right? It's yeah, the doors wood, don't lock. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And so people are coming in. So we're so we're doing the Hale Varsity show like from there, right? And there was a, a handful of Northwestern folks that came in, maybe ten, something like that. Um, and one of them, do you remember the drunk lady that nice looking lady, but she, she was pissed off. She was like. I was in journalism and like all you guys are talking about is Nebraska and like, where's the balance? It's like, do you understand that? It's a Nebraska are, show. This is a Nebraska show. And like, it took her a little bit to comprehend that. I'm like, didn't you go to Northwest? Aren't you guys supposed to be smarter than all of us? And you haven't been able to figure this part out. <laughs> like what the hell's going on? She ended up being one of those people that was drinking and singing arm in arm later on that night. Yes. Uh, with the She had a green Northwestern hat. hat. You, so you recall her. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah no, was, I do. She was baffled by the idea that we were so talking about Nebraska so much and not just Northwestern. She was pissed. We were like, balanced. We were... said that was, a, that was a hell of a job by Northwestern to, to overcome yeah. double digits twice and win. And, oh, by the way, Crystal Ball, that's going to be Fitz's last win ever. I still, wow. it's still, That's true. It's still so shocking to me. The craziest stat is that the only game that Northwestern won last year was against Nebraska in Dublin. They lost every other game, including to crappy opponents. Of all the schools they played last year, Nebraska was the only team they could beat, and it was because of a stupid onside kick. I know. I know. It's, man. Like, unreal. That, that, that is still just one of those things. I remember getting to the end of the year and going, oh, yeah, Northwestern's going to go winless except for that win over Nebraska in Dublin. Cranach, maybe we need to, to dust off the uh, the full Notre Dame experience from 23, wow, 23 years ago. Oh, yeah, that was good, too. We went to what the linebacker bar. Is that what it's called? We did, but before that, we stayed in the Camp KOA. Is that, is that, those were yeah. our accommodations. Camp, a, camp, a Camp KOA in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh-huh, the right. home of Jamar Johnson. Like, Shout out, yeah. Jamar Johnson. Exactly, because it's, it's only like thirty bucks a night or something. I know about a forty-five uh-huh. minute communal shower. Uh huh. Yeah, I barely. I didn't even remember. Well, I was that. talking with Schmitty uh, last night. That like honestly, he back found in a play- Michigan fan. He found it. Cranach found a Michigan fan that had a a full buffet spread. Oh, we don't even cheer for Notre Dame, but we're just here for the game. So Cranach got us, got us fed and watered by these people that saw we were near death of dehydration. <laughs> Which I didn't even have a concept of back then. No, sorry uh, to interrupt you, Elijah, but no, Cranach it, just worked his magic and acted like this was his tailgate spot. <laughs> worked out. Worked out. Act yeah. Like you know what you're doing. Well, that's what I, like, and I was just talking about the fact that like Boulder, which me and I were talking last night. My backup plan right now is like Saturday night. If I if I'm not gonna be able to make it back to Denver that night, just set up a tent somewhere in the greater Boulder area. And set up. I got. I keep a tent, a sleeping pad, and a sleeping bag in my car at all times. Those are my essentials. Okay, the things that are in my trunk at all times, I don't take them out. My sleeping bag, my sleeping pad, my tent, a lawn really? chair, and golf clubs. Five things that never leave the trunk of my car. And also, like a tent, like like one that you zip open and yeah, go in. Not like, not just a canopy. No, a like four a four tent. person tent, just in case. So you're. Is that like a is that sort of like doomsday prepping a little bit like in case No, it's like a it's like <laughs> a car, car breaks and... down on a road trip in the middle of nowhere no cell service guess I'm staying here tonight let's pop open the tent Huh 
That's actually pretty smart. And honestly, in Boulder, you could do There's also because- a, a body bag and lots of duct tape and an axe uh, that Elijah yeah. has next to said sleeping bag. Oh, yeah. Quote, sleeping bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Elijah. We're on to you, bud. Uh, that, in Boulder, iced. you could do that. Mm-hmm. You could do that. They're, they're a lot more liberal in terms of like, hey, you don't own a home or anything like that. And this you just this is sleep. my home. Wherever, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Just pull up a tent. You're good. You can probably get some good smack there. Um, some of the folks. <laughs> We're, back. Just, We're back to where you can find smack. Yeah. Welcome to the Hale Varsity Weekend Edition. As yeah, we help you if find you had 9.26 Central Standard Time uh, and the smack reference, you win the office pool for the weekend There's edition. Cities. There's 10 no, cities I, I in know. some of these cities, right? So, like, Elijah, you can just you can find an entire community to, uh, you know, that wouldn't that be great? If what if Eli- what if that's what makes Elijah just snap, right? And I don't think you're about to, but doing Elijah just snaps heroin? and finds himself and finds a community in Boulder, living in a tent. Uh, that would be a hell of a story. Elijah's going to be 47 cores deep and go try and shack up next to Ralphie in the uh, in the barn, right? I don't can know. We, so I, can, I don't know. I, th- I think I'm, I'm more likely to set up a tent. In like the woods, like outside Boulder, and like just live there, write some manifestos, see what happens. Please don't. Get mauled by a mountain lion, and that's how you go out. Like if you're gonna go out, right? Get mauled by a a, a black bear or a, a mountain lion, something like that. Like, that's a good way to go. You're starting to sound like Joe Rogan. That's like something Joe Rogan would say. Like circle of life. Like if I'm gonna die, I want to die by the hands of a tiger, <laughs> the most natural way possible. Make sure it's a carnivore. I, I personally don't want to be eaten alive. That sounds like one of the worst yeah. ways to go. It'd be natural, I guess. But like you know, I kind of rather just like <laughs> die of a heart attack at age 90 in my bed, never know what hits me. Just like. Go to Fair. sleep one night, never wake. That sounds much more preferable to like mountain yeah. lion mauling me to death. Taking a knee yeah, in my late true. my late eighties, early nineties is kind of my draft pick as well. Yeah. Um, oh, another quick Notre Dame story too. So right when we get out of the car, that's a, that's an early game, right? That's wasn't that an eleven a.m. or twelve? Yeah, it was two thirty, but we was didn't know, we didn't re- we we didn't really know what time it was. That whole week. We got maybe two hours sleep or something. We had, we ended up uh, almost running some poor Amish bastard off the road in your van. <laughs> no, you're right. So it's it's not Amish. It's uh, what is it? The uh, Mennonites or uh, yeah? Well, sorry, he had a beard and like didn't that. have a vehicle that had a motor. So so they're they're all over Elkhart, right? They're right by there. So literally, as you're driving on the highway, you are going to see like schooners. You're going to see people on horseback. Like they're just they're there's everywhere. a wagon. And you're just dying laughing. I mean, you know what? You're not trying to make fun. You're just like no. And then you roll into one of their bake. Then you roll into one of their 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 breakfast cafes, and you thank God for them because it was great food. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was actual food, no preservatives. That's against their religion or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that part was good. But as as we get to the parking lot at uh, at Notre Dame Stadium, like, do you remember this? Like, right when we get out. And so we're and, and the parking lot's kind of far away from the stadium. We got a good. We were lost. Walk. We, we were we were lost finding the car, and some little guy in a short bus painted blue and gold picks us up, named Monty. I didn't, Monty yeah, picks. I don't any of this. Okay, Monty picks us up. It's a short bus. It's blue we and gold. We rode on a short bus. Yeah, he took us to linebackers. <laughs> he knew we were. Oh. Yeah, this guy, this this <laughs> this this guy that's a little person. Yeah. Is the one who person. said we don't say midget. 
Right. That good. But he had. Well, I, I'm well, not making well, this up. I'm talking, not hallucinating. Talking. Could you call him a leprechaun? <laughs> he was not the mascot, but he <laughs> oh he had a, he had a short bus. It was blue and gold. And he's like, you, you boys look like you're hurting. Follow me. So we get in his bus and he takes us to linebackers. <laughs> so we thought that was a good idea. Like, well, we couldn't find the car. We didn't know where the hell you parked. Oh, this so sounds like, like this sounds like the story that like a weekend bender, any, like, like just like like you think it's true, but your brain just like throws it in there to to make things add up that weekend. Like, oh, a person that happens to look kind of like Notre Dame's mascot picked us up and dropped us off at the bar. That's how we got here. I don't remember. No, and and we didn't pay for we didn't we didn't drink and dash. We didn't pay for a single drink that night at linebackers. Really, I don't remember no, that part. Monty either. covered the tab. I kid you not. What? I, I don't, man, I don't even remember Monty. We got to look him up. You know, this is kind of pre-social media. We got to look up Monty. And be like, hey, thanks, man. That was, if if he's around still, we don't even know. I, 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 um, but so one reason why we can't remember a lot of it is is this story. So we roll up. We're on two hours sleep. We park. It's probably eight in the morning, right? Games at two thirty. We got after it the so, night before. Yeah. So as we get there, we, we take maybe fifty steps. And there's a guy, a Notre Dame fan, and he has a pillowcase full <laughs> of airplane bottles. Yes. Airplane shot bottles, right? A pillowcase full. I'm talking, I'm not talking like 50. He has like 290 freaking, it is a heavy ass looking like Santa Claus freaking, mm-hmm. you know, satchel. And we thought he was Santa. Full all the whiskey all the and he's like hey gentlemen come over here like right as we get out of the car and we're on two hours sleep so that's how we start is just you know 8 39 in the morning whatever the hell it was <laughs> taking down airplane bottles so of course we end up in a car with monty the short bus driver you know that <laughs> what of course we did i, I, I am not lying cool it's sense. this navy navy blue short bus a gold stripe Mm. And it said fighting That's Irish terrific. on the side. Uh, the right, best part. Thing, I know we get, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go no, this, the best part was <clears throat> shaking off the morning dry heaves, finding a, it sucked to pay 400 bucks for a ticket and then running into family friends who had extra tickets. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I was, it was some regents ticket. So I had the best seats I've ever had in my life <laughs> for the Nebraska Notre Dame game. And, yeah. and, it, and you know how that thing shook out in overtime. It was great. Oh. Crouch wins it at the buzzer. Oh, it's perfect. And so this is making me think, and kind of the last thing I want to hit on before, we, but we got to help out Brent for a second here. Yeah. You see that Brent just put in a comment on yep. the uh, stream if you're watching this live on, on YouTube. Um, he says, my daughter plays volleyball in Minnesota Friday and Saturday. Help me convince my wife to go a day early. Love the show, guys. Brent, we appreciate I, you. Just show up, man, or just disappear for a little bit and come hang out. Get her on the line. You well, know, like Brent, she can join the show. We'll convince her right here. If you're right watching, no, if, if if you're watching on like an iPhone, get the screen recording going. All right, I know there's a three yeah. second countdown, so I'm going to bide my time here. Get the screen recording going. Okay, yeah. Brent's wife. I'm unsure what your name is. I'm sure you're a lovely individual. I heard. Let's call her Linda. I heard your, her Linda. your daughter is playing volleyball. In Minnesota on Friday and Saturday and here's the thing that that's great timing because Brent's a big Husker fan as I'm sure you know mm-hmm. Nebraska plays yeah. Minnesota on Thursday it only makes sense if you're gonna be in Minneapolis anyway 
And this comes from Get the Hale of America Radio Wednesday. Show. Come see us Thursday. We're, we're logical people here. Come visit the Hale Varsity Show on Thursday. Go catch the Nebraska-Minnesota game, and then go watch volleyball all weekend. And hey, maybe cap it off with a Saturday Night Pearl Jam concert. That, that just comes from Hale Varsity Radio. Just, just letting you yeah. know. You well, if, especially if they play Friday. I know how those volleyball tournaments go. You don't find out until the day before. Mm-hmm. Do we play at 8, 10 a.m. or do we play at 2.20? You don't know. So you got to be there on Thursday anyways, right? Kickoff's mm-hmm. at 7. Uh, it's just kind of a no-brainer. Uh, Brent, if you can get your wife in front of a computer, what, we can send a link, and then she can jo- we can convince her live. Like, that could happen. Next Saturday. Like, Next Ooh. Saturday. We'll get her on the air. Seriously, Brent, let us know. Uh, so, okay, one last topic that I wanted to kind of hit on. That's We're kind an of hour and 43 minutes into this show. This is the longest Saturday show ever. Keep rolling. We're doing it for the people, you know, I think. Uh, okay, so. I'd like to believe. It, it's what keeps, keeps me going. <laughs> think, right. Let's, I sure as long hope we're doing this for the people. Let's delude not, ourselves. What are we doing it for? <laughs> yeah, let's delude ourselves. All right, so let's think about. And how would you exactly classify these? But the last time Nebraska went on the road in a high-profile game and got a W, you know, like kind of the travel game. When the Washington, hell was Washington that? ninety-seven? Oh my God! And we, do we really have to go back that far? No, because I mean, I, even Notre Dame. No, Notre Dame would qualify. That was two thousand. Yeah, it's fair. But Nebraska was Nebraska's preseason number one, though. All right, they were the number one team but, in the country. You're supposed to go do that. I'm talking even here recently of sort of like your nationally televised good time slot. And, and the Oklahoma, reason I'm bringing Oklahoma that up, State, Oklahoma State, 2010. After okay. the Texas that, loss. But that wasn't really like a huge travel game. You know, the Huskers got, yeah. you know, we, we kind of adopt. So, like, so the fans show up and they right. get to see the last team. time that happened. Do you have to go back to. Uh, it's been a while, man. Like probably Polinia. Is, is it A and M O seven or O uh, six? With the Mo Purify game. Yeah. Would you have to go back? To the... And the reason I'm bringing this up is because, I mean, let's go back to some of these some of these roadies we've been on, where you kind of pick like, ooh, that'll be a fun place to go, right? Let's go check that out. V Tech, O nine with that ridiculous, you know, Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Heave ho at the end of the game. Virginia Tech fans had already left. They thought it was over because you know Brad was suffocating them not, defensively. Let's not mention that you're you're over five in the red zone on touchdowns, and you have five Alex Henry field goals that day. So you had V Tech, right? Miami, twenty fifteen. Yeah, was that was the one. overtime. And and yeah, that was when that that's heat is just oh god, great comeback, great comeback by Nebraska. Yeah, as soon as the sun goes down, all of a sudden Nebraska comes roaring back because that was <laughs> just absolutely – by the way, that's why like when you watch Miami games and you're like, oh, nobody goes. It's like, no, dude, those people are seeking shade in the concourses. They're there. <laughs> it's just they're not – it's awful. So they're, they're there. And then as the sun goes down, then they fill in the seats. So there's Miami. And then there's uh, – got to – can't remember what the 2016 one was, but then there's Oregon 2017. You were at the Oregon game, weren't you? Yep, Oregon game, and that didn't work out, right? Then you got uh, Colorado Michigan, 2019, Colorado 2019, Michigan 2018. Uh, God, what are the other ones? Have there been? Was Colorado the last? 
kind of roadie. Yeah, probably be pre pre COVID and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there was Ireland, and then Oklahoma, you, and then there's yeah. Ireland. Yeah. All oh, you else. Oh, you had a lot. These are yeah. All losses. Oh, you had a lot of Nebraska fans there in 2021. Yeah, but those are all losses. Like, when is Nebraska going to just roll up on the set in a game that matters that people are paying attention to? And this Minnesota game is going to be one of them. Colorado is going to be one of them. Yeah, two Nebraska, chances. Because you're going to have – I think that night you have Utah and – is it Ohio State on that Flor- Thursday? It's Utah. Florida. Florida. Utah, Florida on Thursday night. Nebraska is competing with that. So the whole country is just flipping back and forth between those two, right, for the most part. Um, yeah, when is Nebraska going to roll up on the set like that and just steal a W and get the hell out of Dodge on the road? Because, yeah, is it is it going to be – is this the year? Well, the they've, year? they've got two chances, right? One in conference, one out of conference. To mm-hmm. at least be one and one when they come back home. Plenty uh, more to get into. Mm-hmm. We'll have reaction uh, from Matt Rule Monday at 4. Mm. Hail Varsity uh, Radio back at you. Hey, this is fun, man. It went uh, all over the yellow brick road, but we had a good time. Where, where does Brent Where does Br- Brent chime back in? He said he's going to work on it, see if he can get his wife to come on. I'm serious. I think we should just bring bring wifey onto the show for like four or five minutes. Elijah, you control it. So if she if she says crazy stuff, or you just you know, we well, it's it. not no, like it's we got to worry about online. getting. We're good. People can say whatever they want on the live on the online stream. Oh, that's a good point. But seriously, we could send a link. She could join, and then we can convince her right there. I mean, it's an idea. So, what should, should he just email one of you two if if he, he gets wifey to agree? Chris at hailvarsity.com. Email Schmitty. Yep. Perfect. Chris at hailvarsity.com, Brent. And then we'll, dude, we, we want to get you there. We want to yeah. get you there. Um, and then, yeah, we can make that happen, man. Let us know. All right. We're here for you. Well, on that note, gentlemen, I'll see you down at the uh, the roof of Old Father or at the top of that parking garage in 25 minutes. <laughs> Bring the Marty unit. Forget yep. that. All right, everyone, take care. Appreciate you all. And uh, make sure you, you know, subscribe, Hail Varsity YouTube channel. Check that out uh, and follow Hail Varsity Radio Twitter at HVarsity Radio and uh, Facebook and Twitter for KFOR. Give those likes and follows at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence. Crane X, someday we'll get you back on social media. Everyone have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Find me on LinkedIn. <laughs>